Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me again for our podcast, Grace to All with Paul Gray. And this is the second part, the second interview with Chris Worth, who's the founder and president of No Quit Living. And those of you who uh, listened to him last time, you know that he's, he's got a great attitude. He helps people in a lot of different settings from real estate to sports and has had a great background. And I want to talk just a little bit about his podcast before we get into his new book. He's, I think, uh, if I noticed right, when I looked up, you've got close to 300 podcasts that you've done. Is that right? Yep. We're just uh, just coming up on 300. And the podcast is called No Quit Living? Yes, sir. Yeah. So tell us about the types of people, what their professions are, their backgrounds are that you've been able to interview. Yeah, we've been extremely fortunate to have had literally guests from all walks of life. We've had athletes, professional college. We've had coaches, professional speakers. We've had a bunch of authors. We've also just had a, a bunch of coaches and trainers, but quite a few people that just you would not have heard um, as far as being famous, but they, that's one thing in common is they have that no quit story or that time in their life where they could have given up or given in. And, and we try to gear our podcast and, and I have a personal objective. Every episode is to connect with at least one listener, connect with the guest and say, you know what, because what he or she said that connected with me or hit me and, you know, I'm going to continue to, to go after my dreams or goals. And I think by having a diverse listener base, we also try to bring a diverse uh, list of, of different guests. And it's just been a, an absolute blast doing this since uh, probably the middle of April of 2017. It's been a long time, it seems. Wow. So one or two a week? I release every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's what I do too. So, well, why? You've had a variety of people who've had challenges with opportunities to quit, but they haven't. And so I could see how that uh, almost anybody listening, you're going to find somebody who's going to relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the objective is whether it's sports or music or something is listening to somebody's story and say, you know what, you know, or listening to someone share an idea, a concept. And I think it's, it's just those little tidbits that you can take away. Yeah. I have a friend here who's my age in Lawrence and his dad started the local radio station here in Lawrence. He started it, I think, in 1950. And he later became a state senator. And uh, I was friends with him and did a lot of radio stuff with him. And now I've since gotten to be friends with his son who took over the station and uh, still has a show there, although they've sold it. But interesting story. Well, when I was at KU in 1965, there was a little guy whose name was Leo Bierman, and he was two and a half feet tall. He suffered from severe dwarfism, and his body was all twisted. Uh, his legs didn't work. He built a little wooden wagon. He put it together himself, and he would roll himself along downtown, uh, you know, with sort of like a wheelchair with his hands on the wheels. And he sold pencils, and he repaired watches. And he'd gotten a tractor, a real old tractor, and he rigged up a little thing on it where uh, he would hook up a chain to his uh, little wagon and 
pull that up and then uh, and then he would climb up and get on the tractor and drive and drive it downtown and uh, sell his pencils. And he, he was sort of like a town character, I guess, if you will. Well, my friend who uh, had just gotten out of the Army and did some broadcasting in the Army back in 1951, he wanted to start this radio station in Lawrence. There, there wasn't any station. And he went to, there were five or six banks in Lawrence. He went to each one of them. They all said, it ain't going to work. Not, you know, Lawrence isn't big enough. You don't know what you're doing. We're not going to loan you money to do it. You don't have any collateral. He went to Topeka and he went to Kansas City to different banks and different investors and nobody would do it. And he'd about given up. And one day he went downtown to talk to somebody about his station and he saw this little guy, you know, on the street corner with his tractor parked at the corner. And the guy was was in his little uh, cart selling pencils. And he told me, he said to himself, if he can do that, I can stay with this. I'm going to keep knocking on doors till I get somebody who will finance the station. And he did. You know, it became a, uh, you know, not a national success, but certainly a local success, which is that, that's still going. And I never forget that story about how that little guy who, who I knew and met had such an impact on my friend to start a radio station. That's an awesome story. And I, I think the neat perspective about that is that's a story that so many people have a similar story, not in that exact frame, but the reality is somewhere, somehow, somebody inspired them, whether it's sports, business, just to keep going. And, and sometimes all you need is, is seeing that other person, or sometimes all you need to do is hear about somebody else doing it, and that can propel you to keep going. So I'm, I'm glad you shared that story. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Well, you've got a new book coming out, The Positivity Tribe, right? Yes, sir. Coming out got, in uh, August. And you got your cover available there with you that we can see? <laughs> All right. Cool. It comes out in August. All right. And you can uh, people can pre-order it now, right? Yep, you can get it at thepositivitytribe.com. You can get information there, pre-order it. And uh, it's been really exciting. And, and as you know, it's a, it's a tough challenge writing a book. So what was your motivation for writing it? You know, it's it's interesting. I was actually writing a different book in March of this year, and this pandemic came along, and I created a couple of men's mastermind groups, and we kind of titled one of them The Positivity Tribe. And for the last year, my company has been spreading positivity notes all throughout the country. Actually, the coach, Fred Cordobaum, is putting a bunch in Lawrence. He actually created his own positivity poll. And these are the actual notes. We write just a quote or saying, and literally we place them on a car windshield, tack them up somewhere. And we've been in over 35 states. We've spread over 10,000 notes. And we've actually been in five different countries. And that's the premise of the book. It's a fable about these three high school students that ultimately form this Positivity Tribe, and their objective is to take their own personal struggles, which all three of them have the struggle that they're going through, and they decide to create this Positivity Tribe and spread positivity not only amongst themselves in their school, but also in their community as well. Wow, that's wonderful. So Fred's doing that, and Lawrence, is he the only one, or is he putting together a team of doing it? His family's actually doing it, and his uh, he does some obviously some mentoring on and off the court. They've done some stuff at, at KU last year, but when we get off, I'll send you an article that they did about Q and his family putting up what he's calling the positivity poll by uh, the street he lives on. Wow. 
Oh, that's man, that's wonderful. It's rare that I get to uh, talk to somebody I'm interviewing where I I can actually <laughs> go and see or talk to somebody in person where that's happening. I, I'm interviewing somebody tomorrow. It's actually the next day their time because they're in Australia and great stories. But I don't get to uh, connect with <laughs> very often with people that close. All right, so it's a story about three students that, that put together a group they call the Positivity Tribe, and did that just come to you? In many ways, it, it did come to me, and I think I'm a big fan of John Gordon, the author, and he wrote a book last year called The Coffee Bean with a good friend of mine, Damon West, and I think the reason fiction is so popular is people get to have some real life with some nonfiction mixed in and you kind of have both of those. And that's what I think happens with fables is you get to share a message and you kind of get to create how it, how it seems fit. And, and for me, just having a bunch of really positive people in my life, let this opportunity come from an idea and a concept into a book. And it's been a fascinating challenge, but it's been, uh, it's been a lot of work along the way. Have you had a team that's uh, helped you edit it and get it listed and all of those different things? My parents taught me young and my dad taught me especially is, you know, find people that are really good at what they do and, you know, you do what you do well. And so I, I have a whole team that does a bunch of the editing where there's actually um, some pictures in the book as well. So we have a an artist that did some uh, fantastic work. And then, you know, from its editing, formatting to the actual ebook to an actual book, it's the cover design. There's, there's, as you know, a, a bunch of, uh, and, and for me, there's a few things I do fairly well. So I try to leave those others to the people that are professionals in that area. Yeah, boy, that's great advice. I learned that early on. I, I'm not a geek. Uh, well, people call me a geek, but I, I'm not a, I'm not super great technically. I can get by. But I would, I figured out I'd spend all my time trying to learn how to do that when, when writing was my passion and what, <laughs> uh, what I could do best with. Does the, Chris, does the name Jim Rohn, not the sports guy, but a motivational speaker, R-O-H-N, does that mean anything to you? You are the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. Yeah. Yeah. He was a huge influence on me uh, when I was in marketing business back in the 80s. And one of the things he told me, you were talking about that team, one of the, one of the things that he said, I mean, I didn't know him personally, but I read everything I could get and watched everything. And he said, you know, most people will get a hold of people who are really successful in their field and they'll, you know, send them letters or whatever, make phone calls and do everything they can to, you know, to have a, a, a lunch with them just to say, how'd you, how'd you get successful? And he said, you know, I do that and that's good. He said, but what I like to do is to go down and skid row and find somebody who's really down on their luck and say, how'd you get this way? So I can learn how, what not to do, <laughs> because I don't want to end up like that. And I, that reminded me when you said that the things that we're good at and other things we need to, to other people, and I'm not putting down, probably sounds like it, I'm not putting down people on skid row, but that was just really good advice to find out things you don't want to do that can lead you down the wrong path. You know, Jim Rohn was, he was amazing. I think in many ways he was uh, ahead of his time too. Yeah, he was. We have a mutual friend, at least on Facebook, Evan Money. He did a little uh, video uh, where uh, he showed some Jim Rohn clips and talked about him. Now, he had some other people on, uh, Joel Osteen, and I can't remember who else. But I, he, Jim Rohn was a big influence on Evan Money in his early years. Evan's a good guy. He actually bought a, uh, he pre-ordered a, a copy of the book, so I appreciate that. And he was also a guest, uh, God, a long, long time ago on the podcast. 
he's high energy. And he, <laughs> after my first interview with him, I thought, I, you know, before we do the second one, I better drink a pot of coffee just so I can, <laughs> so I can, can keep up with him. So, who else has been an influence in your life? Authors, writers, coaches? Definitely, as I said, John Gordon's been a very influential author. He wrote an endorsement for the book, as did Damon West. Those are two that stand out. But for me, an actual huge mentor of mine is John C. Maxwell. I had the opportunity to become a certified speaker, trainer, coach through his first ever certification program a few years ago. And I got the opportunity to spend a couple hours with him at his home with a couple of people in the program and just uh, an amazing opportunity. He's obviously uh, not only a man of faith, but he's also a unbelievably successful author and he's a basketball guy as well too. So we got, got an opportunity to, to connect. And I had the opportunity of spending quite a few hours one evening with, with John Wooden when he was still alive. And really? that was one thing that John and I had in common, John C. Maxwell. And we, we spoke about that quite a bit. So it's, it's interesting how, how you really can connect with people. And I talk about this all the time, not only on my show, but from stage and with my clients is everybody knows six degrees of separation in today's day and age. I think you're one degree separated. And to your point about your connection with Jim Rohn is perhaps you never got the chance to meet him and establish a in-person friendship, but through books and videos and CDs and DVDs, you can have that mentor and mentorship experience. And that's one thing that I encourage people all the time is, is technology is continually changing, continually improving. Things are, I don't want to say easier, but they're more accessible. You know, back, you know, two, three, four, five years ago, if you wanted to get a book or something, you, know, you could order it, but then it was seven, 10, 15 days out. Now you want to get a book. Not only do you have it the next day, the actual physical book, you can also get an ebook within seconds. You can get an audio book mm -hmm. within milliseconds. And I think that's the one thing that I try to to impress upon people is if there's something or somebody you really want to learn about or connect with, just take the time and effort to, to figure it out. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you can make it happen if you, if you really do the research. Yeah. And obviously technology's made a lot of that happen, which is really cool. For the last uh, 10 years of his life, uh, my best friend was a guy named Ron Loneski, L-O-N-E-S-K-I. And he was uh, All-American at KU. Uh, he was roommate for one year with Wilt Chamberlain. And they came here together. And Wilt played – freshmen were not eligible then. Uh, Wilt played two years. Sophomore, junior, Ron played uh, all three here. And uh, guys, the stories that uh, that he had to tell about that and – one very interesting one, Ron was uh, Mr. Basketball for Indiana uh, when he was a senior in high school. He's from a town just outside of Chicago, but in Indiana. And uh, he's Catholic, and he decided to go to Notre Dame. Uh, they wanted him to play both basketball and football. And he was really good at both and a good baseball pitcher, too. Uh, so he was going to go to Notre Dame. They hadn't signed yet. And uh, one day, the summer before he started in school, this big black Cadillac drove up in front of his house, and it was Paul Gallant, who was a basketball coach at KU, then it was in his last years. And my friend Ron didn't know that, he didn't know who he was, and he didn't know that he was coming. Uh, so he came in, and his dad introduced him to him, and uh, basketball coach at KU, and Ron wondered why he was there, because, you know, he already said he was going to go to Notre Dame. And Bog Allen said, he said, son, do you have a, a basketball goal out in the yard somewhere? You can shoot some hoops. Ron said, oh, yeah, yeah, out in the backyard. And he said, well, go out and warm up a little and shoot some hoops. So Ron thought, he said, well, first of all, I'll do it because my dad wants me to. But, you know, nothing's going to come of this because I'm going to Notre Dame. And he thought that Fog Allen wanted to come out and watch him 
shoot some hoops. So he went out, shot some hoops for a while. Pretty soon his dad said, Ronnie, come on inside. He came in. He said, Ron, you're a Kansas Jayhawk. I said, what? <laughs> he said, you're going to KU. Well, Ron, I won't go into it on the air, even though the statutes of accountability are gone, but the deal that Fog Allen made to him, it basically took care of his family for life. It was amazing. And so he did go to KU, had a stellar career. And so I asked him one time, I said, oh, Ron, what did Wilt get? And he said, a lot more than that. <laughs> I thought, oh, man, Time, times were different <laughs> back then. They were different. What you uh, what you could get away with and what was uh, possible back then is uh, very different today. Yeah. Ron went on. He, he got a master's in English. He retired as a colonel in the Army, did three tours in Vietnam, then got a master's in special ed, uh, taught special ed, came back to KU to retire. And, man, the stories that he had to tell. And, and you know that, Chris, from people that you've got to meet, like yeah, like Coach Wooden and John Maxwell and others, but the stories that uh, those guys have. And, and we get stories like that that we get to pass on, too. And I don't... Uh, the story about that recruiting story doesn't necessarily motivate anybody as, as your things do, but it's, it's a fun story to hear anyway. No, I, lo- I love good old, uh, good old basketball, especially recruiting stories, especially when uh, KU steals one that was uh, heading to Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got quite a history here, and Bill Self is uh, doing, and he and Coach Q and the other guys are. Obviously, they've they've done a great job and they kept that going. And they're they're a real asset to the community too. They're they're very involved in the community and uh, just well loved by everybody. And uh, it's really kept the tradition going well here. He's done a fantastic job, and I think, like you said, it's it's both on the court and off the court. And I think that's where a lot of college sports are missing it because it's you know one year, two years, and they don't really invest into. But uh, Coach Self and his staff have done a fantastic job. You really have. Well, our time's about up again, Chris. I really appreciate you being with us and sharing your story. And tell folks again how they can connect with your organization, with your company, with the podcast, and where they can get a, a copy of The Positivity Tribe. I appreciate that. So they can go to thepositivitytribe.com. That's all All the information on the book is there. And then I always share my personal email address, which is chris at noquitliving.com. And then you can find all the information about our company at noquitliving.com. And I love connecting with new people, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for taking the time to be with me. And it's been fun hearing about what you're doing and how you're helping people. And hopefully one day you'll come to Lawrence to meet with the guys here, and we can hang out a little bit, and I can see you in person. Definitely. I look forward to it. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks again to Chris Worth for being with us. Thanks, everybody, for uh, being involved, watching and listening to another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.